Welcome to Potter Familius, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. I'm Stephen Sylvester. Fathers, father and son, both fathers. Two dads. <laughs> <laughs> Two dads, not gay. <laughs> You have to be specific about that. We do. We talked about this. You can't say two dads and then not clarify. I'm old. You said it. You were like, yeah, two dads. That'll be the tagline. And I was like, (laughs) no, it won't. (laughs) Oh, glory. What are you in the middle of reading right now? Well, uh, I actually just got a book from a friend of mine named Tyler called Lock-In. And he sent it to me as a birthday gift, which was cool. But uh, he read it and he was like, ooh, this is really particular to what's happening in the world right now. It's about a worldwide pandemic that causes people to be locked into their bodies. It's fiction? It's fiction. Um, totally. Not, f- not lock in like a youth group lock in. No, 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 no. Different type of lock in where they're fully aware, still as fully conscious. As soon as you conscious. say lock in, it doesn't matter. I'm thinking battle ball. They are. Um, it, and then the whole world adjusts to having these millions of people who now are alive and functional and conscious but they can't use their bodies at all wait so they're like it's not like a coma they're, they're paralyzed yeah paralyzed completely physically paralyzed who's and, taking care of them well their families normally but then they invent these robots that they can use to walk around with and they their consciousness is just connected to the robot that's pretty freaky it is i'm really interested in it what are you reading these days i just finished alienated america by tim carney did you like it it, it was awesome but it's a long read Okay. It's a long read. I might need to borrow that one from you. It It is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very much enjoyed that. So we've got a main thing for today. Check it out. It's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the topic for today? Well, I had this idea for talking about the differences in popular music 30 years ago versus today. Is it better or worse and why? You didn't have this idea 30 years ago, though. I wasn't alive 30 years ago. Exactly. What? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, sorry. I guess we can't do this one, you know. Because I didn't do it by experience. Oh, man. Uh, If only I had thought of not being alive 30 years ago. We could have avoided this. Um, so I do listen to music that was popular 30 years ago. And so I, I would, I want to hear your opinion first. And I'm going to give you two separate examples of a modern pop musician and then one from about 30 years ago. And I just want to get your opinions on both in terms of quality of lyrics, quality of music. Just what do you think is better and why? Okay. So Huey Lewis. Okay. Justin Bieber. Okay, the first problem before we can even and discuss it, this, and this is, is I, well, hang on, I, hang on, time out, time out. So the reason why I picked those two is because they're both dudes right. who were extremely popular. Huey in, Lewis was as popular as JB, for in, real. In the eighties, yeah, he was. Okay, all right, because this is the thing: I'm emotionally connected to Huey Lewis mm-hmm. and his music, and I'm not to Justin Bieber. So already, Huey okay, Lewis so, has got. One gold yeah. card. So, so understanding that you're already a biased uh, opinion, or you right. have a biased opinion, I want to know which do you think is of better quality? Better quality. 
and why? See, again, I don't think I'm a good judge on this because I, I haven't read the lyrics. Okay, let me to give Justin you let Bieber. me give you a better example. I'm looking at like I want a new drug compared okay. to Baby Baby or Stuck with You, a song that just came out. Okay. Um, so what's you know if you're gonna compare those two songs, Baby and um, I want a new drug. Then which one would you say is a better song? I would say I want a new drug because it just seems like it has more substance to it. Okay. Because he's talking about an angst mm -hmm. in there. Baby Baby is, to me, cotton candy. Very well produced. Mm -hmm. And I get it. People want to dance to it. Wonderful. And I watched some like the wedding uh, yeah. reception <laughs> video where the groom sat the bride down. That's awesome. The groom's been there and they're all lip syncing. That's fantastic. But at the end of the day... When you're for because to me, you know me, yeah. I, I read lyrics, I'm all about the words. I do look at production quality, mm -hmm. but that's the reason why I love people like Peter Gabriel. I mean, there's there's depth in there. Do you know who Sufjan Stevens is? No, he's the guy who sings, I fell in love again. All things go, all things go. Drove to Chicago. We're probably going to get demonetized now, but um. <laughs> But he, he has a lot of folk, like indie kind of pop yeah, stuff. Yeah, sounds cool. My my wife calls him the the Justin Timberlake of folk. Wow. And she's right. And I was only asking because he's young, and he, he's somebody who I would say is a modern comparison to Peter Gabriel in terms of pushing the envelope with his live shows right, right. and the style of songwriting and how everything he writes is influenced from a different part of the world, so like international He's a lot like Peter Gabriel used to be. Um, and so I was hoping that you had heard of him so you can compare the two. But if you can't, that's fine. I think that Sufjan Stevens is, he's not a legend yet in the same way that Peter Gabriel is, but I think he's every bit as talented in writing music that is every bit as substantial as Peter Gabriel did. I, I can't argue with that because I can't say that that time period 30 years ago stands alone and no one will ever be well, as good as those people. I'm only using the 30 year time because it's a whole generation, right? So it's Yeah, but a, if you, even if you go back farther than that, like let's bring up Elvis. Yeah. Let's bring up the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Let's let's go to Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, those people had influence on culture. Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber is probably a closer comparison then. Okay, but even then, I'm Sheeran. sorry. Michael Jackson is going to mop up the floor on those guys yeah especially because think about the musicians that he was working with at the time like quincy jones yeah. was his producer and yeah. then all the guys from toto played on all of his stuff in the 80s so you can't i mean i'm sorry the who can and it should tell me this though also yeah. are there shows nowadays because i'm not involved in that and i'm very disconnected i went to concerts that filled coliseums yeah where there were tens of thousands of people and there were thousands of people that couldn't get seats who well, were outside. More people went to concerts in the 80s, just generally, Why? in fairness. Because that was, well, think about it. Think about the, how different the world was then. If you wanted social connections with people, you actually had to go and do things. And that's not as true anymore, at least with my generation. So you're blaming social media I'm on not the lack blaming. of I'm just concerts? Saying, no, I'm saying that that's part of the reason why not that many people go to concerts anymore, or at least not as many as used to. Well, then why do they go to sporting events still? Well, I mean, I think sporting events and concerts draw different types of people. I mean, have you seen the type of people that go to NFL games versus the people that go to see Justin Bieber, for example? Well, I guess you're Completely right. different demographics. 
there's still lots of people. It's just that. So with Taylor Swift, her biggest show, how many people are going? Oh, like Taylor that? Swift has done stadium tours. Okay. And there were 30,000 people there showing up to see There just seemed to be her. more of them. I mean, a lot of my friends who were just going concert after concert after concert, and they were well, scraping money together. It, it also is because. Because they were scalping tickets. And this is something interesting that's happened in the music industry, too, is that touring is now the major way that artists make money, especially if they're big enough to do large tours. Mm-hmm. But there, it used to be that you could be not nearly as famous as a Taylor Swift and still make a good living touring because more people went to concerts. Right. And they just don't as much anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but, I just don't know nowadays like, but getting, who's getting, pack them in, so, packing them in like you too. This is also, well, no one packs them in like you too, but uh, maybe the Stones. But I've heard that as fun and nostalgic as it is to go see them, that they all have trouble moving. Oh, you know, no, so, old, yeah, yeah. but, um, but I don't know that for, sh- for a fact, I've just heard, um, getting back to the, the topic, which is, I, do you think that the, the changing quality of music has anything to do with that? All right. I'm going to need you to break down the question though. Yeah. When you say changing quality, are you talking production songwriting, lyrically lyrics, production, and generally the type of music and the sound that it has? Because obviously music today, pop music today sounds very different than it did in the eighties. Lyrically, from my experiences, there seemed to be more poetry at that time. mm -hmm. There seemed to be, and it's just a perception, there seemed to be more depth Mm -hmm. in the words. I'm I'm not the arbiter of this, by the way. Like, I don't know if that's true or not. Production-wise, there were some high points, but even the equipment has changed. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about the synth stuff that came out in the 80s. Yeah. And now you look, listen, you An listen to Van Halen. And it's like, it, sometimes it's annoying to your ears, but you're. you're I love it. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> some of the but overlays and things. Yeah. I mean, when the Beatles did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely, Heart, Lonely Hearts Club Band, that production wise was very advanced mm-hmm. at that time. And now you can do stuff. With your home computer. You can. It's, if you have Logic on your laptop, then you can make very similar sounding music just with your laptop. So I I would say that it's hard to judge the production because I like the sound of a lot of the stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's designed to be pleasant to the ear, right? Yeah. The people that are doing... I was watching I a mean, video... I mean, don't you think that producers are getting better? Is, isn't that the whole point? Well, absolutely, because they're using the technology that's available. I was watching a video the other day about a guy named Oak Felder, who is a very well-known producer in pop. So he's done a lot... He, the video that he was doing, he was breaking down one song step-by-step step that he did for Demi Lovato. And it was her... That, that girl's got pipes. Yeah, she's unbelievable. But he was breaking down her one of her most popular songs, which was Sorry Not Sorry. And he revealed throughout the course of the talking about the day and what he was doing specifically and what instruments he was using in software programs, he revealed that he was the one who gave her the title of the song, at least according to him, because he had gotten into an argument with his wife that morning. And when he got into the studio, she was saying, yeah, I want to I want to make a song that's kind of about not being tired of apologizing. And he was like, how about sorry, not sorry. She was like, oh, yeah, that's good. And the guy that she had brought to write it with her, they immediately started writing the lyrics and he was talking about playing it. And he's, he, he was going through the whole process of how he builds the song. And he mostly wasn't using live musicians. He was just building it from software programs and instruments that he had sitting right there in front of him. And you got to be really talented to do that. Right. 
So I'm not saying producers 30 years ago were less talented, but there are definitely more tools you can use now. Okay, agreed. Which so, is like with anything. But if that's the case, then wouldn't you think that more people would would go to concerts or at least the same number? Or are those two things not correlated? I don't know if they're correlated. I also don't necessarily think that everyone today is so concerned about truly making a good song. That's fair. And I think a lot of the people back then, there was a lot of competition for a song being not just a hit financially, but for it to be something that was iconic. Yeah, They wanted it to be something that, like how many songs truly are something where if you start playing just a first few notes and you're in a gathering of whatever demographic, that had, would have heard that at some point in time, all of a sudden they're just, they're kind of staring off. There's and not that many. There's not that many iconic songs. And I think this is the problem is that you can only really talk about a song being iconic after it's past the point of where it was popular, right. meaning it has to last beyond there. So there's a lot of songs that get very popular. There are still artists that sell a million copies of singles, but as far as which songs are going to be that way for my generation, mm. I don't know. Um, I mean, I definitely, uh, what's that song by the Black Eyed Peas that's like, uh, Will you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us. Whenever that one comes on, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but just because it's nostalgic for me. Right. So I don't know. Like I don't think it's that great of a song, but it was good for the time that it came out, and I vividly remember it. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe that has more to do with it than we realize, the nostalgia aspect. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear your opinions on this. Yeah, you let us know if you think music was better 30 years ago or if it's better now or if it's roughly the same. You know what it's time for? What's it time for? One cool thing. All right, you've been talking this up for a while. One cool I'm excited thing. to see it. One cool thing. Once a week, Stefan and I have a little bit of a contest where we bring up a cool thing. It can be, I guess, later on down the line, maybe we'll give categories and we'll give limitations. And we'll have suggestions from the audience. Suggestions. On Are you ready to lose? To talk about. I am not going to lose on this one. Okay. But you can go ahead and go first. So uh, how many photoreceptors do you have in your eyes? Photoreceptors? Meaning how many? A bazillion. No, you have three. Um, humans have three types of photoreceptor cells in our eyes. And that means that we can see a certain number of colors. It affects our perception in terms of the things that our eyes are able to process and then our brains can see. But there, of those three types, how many do we have? A bazillion. We have lots of them. Um, there is an animal that has between 12 and 16 types of photoreceptor cells, which means not only can this animal see colors that we can't see, this animal can see things that we can't see. Like dead people. No, not like <laughs> Yeah, this, this is called the Bruce Willis... Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone. It was the kid. It wasn't Bruce Willis. Uh, this is called the John, he what, was Jonathan seen, Taylor Thomas. But I'm not going to What's give What's that away. actor's name again? I don't It's not know. Jonathan Wait, Taylor Thomas. Wait, what is this psycho was, animal? It's is called it an alien? It's called the mantis shrimp. And it's this really colorful shrimp. Wait a minute. 
It's a shrimp? Yeah, it's a shrimp. Well, Who cares if it can see colors that we can't see? It's a shrimp. It's going to get eaten. It also has the most powerful punch of all crustaceans. And the way that it... <laughs> okay, sorry. That's just... The most powerful it punch does. of okay. all crustaceans. You want to hear about... You wanna, all right, look. When crustaceans... You make fun of it all you want. Are in but the get ring. this. The they, mantis they shrimp... fear the mantis shut shrimp. Shut up. The mantis shrimp... Oh, no. Cracks... Other crabs in half by punching them. It literally, <laughs> its its claw reaches the speed of sound and causes a sonic boom in the water when it punches. Do you not think that's cool? It is. It can cool. see colors that don't exist to us. That's nice. And it, okay, all right. Obviously, we don't have a theme at all because <laughs> he's talking about mantis shrimp and I'm talking about cars. All right. The Hennessy Venom F. Five, okay, what is that? Which is still in design and production. I thought it would be out by now. Oh, so this is a fake thing. But it's not. It's real. Uh -huh. they, they have them that they're testing, uh -huh. but it's not something that you can go and buy yet, okay. although it'll be like $1.6 million, something mm, like that. Skeptical. It has over 1,800 yeah. horsepower. The mm. reason why they're tweaking it, they want it to be a production automobile that without anything added, without any changes, when it's delivered to you, will be able to go over 300 miles an hour. Dang. And right now, they've got it up to like 277 or, or something like that. And Hennessy Motors, it's over in Texas, they're like, no, we're going to wait until we can actually get this thing where we deliver it, hand you the keys, and you can, of course, hopefully be on a track or something I like that. I hope so. But yeah. you can go 300 miles an hour. That's really intense. And you can run over mantis shrimp <laughs> oh, come on so in the comments yeah you can put down you know who won the one cool thing i will be honest and it's gonna be easy i was expecting more i was expecting more you've been talking up this one cool thing you were like oh it's gonna be amazing 300 miles an hour and that's very cool which you know that's but it's not that's mine. gonna be the end it's not like there's not gonna be a production automobile there's a couple of them that are fighting over it. bugatti's got one that's real close and all that kind of stuff but there's not going to be one for 400. There's no. not. And, no, it's just and, not possible. Unless you're going to have some jet engines or something. I'm excited there. to see what happens when that new Tesla Roadster comes out. Okay. How fast that thing Very can go. Very cool. Fast. It's not going to go 300 miles an hour. Are you sure? Yes. Because the one that they said will go over 250 miles an hour is the base model. Okay. But that's, what, that's what Elon said. Then we'll... Do another one cool thing. See, if you told me it was cars, I would have like out. I told you mopped up the floor. Right now, with you. right now, that's why we're not going to have categories. Or anything like that. <laughs> okay, all right. Look, I you, you don't shrimp. You, shut up. You don't have to. Sixteen different types of these photoreceptors. Photoreceptors punches at the speed of sound. It's fine. If um, it was a human being punching at the speed of sound, that doesn't. You exist. would have had me. That doesn't exist. Exactly. Oh my gosh. All right, I will give this one to you. All right, thank you. Because that is really cool. And uh, you got a song for us? I do, actually. What you got? This is a relatively new one. Ooh. Have I heard it yet? I think so. I think you have. It's called In Vain. Yes. Have you heard this one? Oh, yeah. This is good. Yeah. Although I'm the last one to ask about your songs because I just love them all. Oh. Well, thank you. You're sweet. This is uh, one of my country tunes. I remember every detail like it happened yesterday The 
Taste of your lips, roll your hips right under me Then the fights and the drama and the way you said goodbye I might say I'm over you, but we all know that's a lie Cause I'm still calling your name in the middle of the night Wishing for a way I can make it right Doing 120 on the county line just to drown out the pain I still imagine it's you and it's someone else Not willing to admit that I might need help Can't move on or go without Cause my heart just won't change I still love you Even though it's in vain Oh, you were my soulmate Bringing out the best in me You told me I was the one And you got me to believe blindsided when you told me no left holding your ring down on one knee all alone and now I'm calling your name in the middle of the night wishing for a way I could make it right doing 120 on the county line just to drown out the pain I still imagine it's you and it's someone else not willing to admit that I might need help can't move on or go without Cause my heart just won't change I still love you Even though it's in vain Dreaming of a wedding Cause I miss your mom and dad Shattered all my visions With one word to make me sad Leaving me with nothing But the memory of your face clothes you left in my place now i'm calling your name in the middle of the night wishing for a way i could make it right doing 120 on the county line just to drown out the pain i still imagine it's you and it's someone else not willing to admit that i might need help can't move on or go without cause my heart just won't change i still love you no, it's in vain. I still love you, even though it's in vain. Nice. A little sad, but nice. Well, you know, life can be sad. It can. Good stuff. Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. We yeah, hope you we appreciate you. Do all the things like, share, and subscribe and stuff. Share. <laughs> Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and share. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Thanks, y'all.